Hello, everybody. Carl Diffendorfer here with Higher Impact. It's good to see all of you. It's been a little while since I've done a live recording, um, but I'm excited to meet with you. Today, I have something new starting, and I'm taking a little bit of a risk here in that um, I haven't really done this before. Well, what is that? Well, I'm in the process uh, of starting a podcast. And the reason for that is that I've noticed that business owners all over the world have so much information that they're hungry for. And so my hope is that through this podcast, we can really begin to help you, the business owner, business leader, really dive into those key things that are holding you back from the success that you're after. Just want to catch up a little bit on what's happening in my world. And so in that, I have uh, obviously business coaching that I do. In the, in the business coaching, I help business owners all over the world. And I'm in the top 3% of coaches in the world now. And so if you have something that you're processing through that you need to figure out, something that you just haven't been able to overcome, or maybe even something you want to learn more about, I challenge you to reach out to me, take advantage of me, and I'd be happy to give you complimentary coaching just to show you some ideas of how you could overcome that thing, that thing, whatever it is. And then secondly, I've also been moving more and more into coaching coaches. We have a group of coaches on our team now. And we are teaching coaches how to get to six figures. So if you know a business leader in the community that would like to do coaching, um, I'd love to meet them. I might be able to help them in that journey. Now, okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about a podcast and how do we do successfully? How are we successful with a podcast? I have somebody, a guest invited and he is going to just kind of give us some good insights on how do we create a successful podcast. Now, this is for my own benefit today, but what we're going to do is we're going to dig into uh, what are the target audiences of a podcast? How do we make sure that we're actually reaching that audience? Why do we even want to do a podcast? What's the point? What are maybe some of the numbers around that and, and many other details? So I invite you to tune in, listen to this as we talk about how to have a successful podcast. But first, like, let's invite... Shirag and Shirag is part of Mission Matters and they're a podcast and they have, an, I believe, an international audience. And he is going to share with us a little bit today about what it takes to be successful in podcasting. Welcome. Thanks for having First, me. First, yeah, I'm excited that you're here. I, I, and sometimes, you know, you're, you show excitement, but you're not actually excited, but I'm actually excited that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Shirag. Yeah, sure. So, um, Quick of it is uh, I am based, born and raised in Los Angeles um, in a small, uh, well, not small, but um, in a town called Glendale off the coast, okay. pretty close to Pasadena. Grew up here, ended up going to USC, started my career in the nonprofit sector, did that all four years of college and a couple years thereafter, lived in Chicago actually um, okay. for a couple years and then moved back to LA, started a social media agency, which several years later ended up merging with a bigger firm. And ended up, while I was uh, running that marketing company, ran into my co-founder, Adam, and mm -hmm. uh, we both ended up co-authoring a book together along with a few other individuals and accidentally launched the book publishing company, now called Mission Matter. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a whole other story. But um, yeah. basically, it evolved. It became a media brand. We launched our own podcast. And it just okay. grew organically. And I think we were we were pretty early on. I think at that point, there were only like maybe half a million, 600,000 or so podcasts in existence. This is early 2018 when okay. podcasting was a lot newer then. Since then, we've interviewed nearly 5,000 guests. Uh, we've launched maybe over a dozen shows for our own platform. 
and then eventually launched the podcast agency and we've launched and helped well over 125 plus clients launch their podcast, manage it for them, essentially do all their work. Um, it's a very turnkey or done for you service. And we made it a very white glove service, knowing that majority of our clientele base are large companies or individual founders of companies who are very busy and don't have the time to do all the legwork. They just want to record the content, something just like this, and then want us to take care of the rest. So anyway, yeah. that, that's basically us in a nutshell. So come been that's in marketing true. branding for pretty much most of my career. I think it's cool that you and I have been able to build a little bit of a friendship, even though I haven't hired you as uh, as the guy to help me with my podcast yet. Soon enough. Yet. <laughs> I, did you hear that? Yet? I said yet. And um, I, I, I wanted to try it myself first. And I will be honest with our audience out there. He actually has been just helping me. And I appreciate that in somebody. I don't know about all of you, but if you meet somebody that's actually willing to help you without gaining you as a client first, and just their their sincerity is there, I appreciate that in a person. So thank you. I, um, Absolutely. Happy to help. And, yeah. So if we rewind a little bit of time, I've been thinking about doing podcasting for many, many years, probably even more longer than you've been doing this. But um, I always kind of had reluctancy to do it. At first, I was unsure if there was even a way to gain an audience of people to begin to follow me. So how do you say that somebody should go about deciding if they should start a podcast? I think everyone has an angle. I believe everyone has a story. Actually, we do, right? And essentially, yeah. our mission is to help amplify the stories. Taglines written right up here. But really what the podcast allows you to do is it allows you to do what's in the marketing world, right? It's called omni-channel marketing. In okay. short, what it means is that if you record a video podcast just like this, well, guess what? You pretty much hit every form of content marketing that exists. How? Well, you take yeah. this video podcast. Now you have a YouTube. You could It's being recorded. You can edit yeah. this content. Now you have a, a YouTube uh, video that goes live. Mm -hmm. You can publish this on LinkedIn, on Facebook. You can make it even into a TikTok video where if you maybe cut out like 10 seconds that are really interesting, you get a golden nugget. Take, cut out those 10 seconds, publish it on TikTok. And I even have TikToks, so Instagram Reels, or YouTube Shorts, right? All these competitors, since they're all competing against one another. So it hits every form of social media marketing. All of the podcast platforms from Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, etc. you can hit all of those different platforms too. And all of those, you know, there's a lot of search queries that come in where if you Google someone, you can actually find their Spotify channel and you can see all of the different uh, podcast episodes that exist. If you transcribe this, now you have a blog post. So now you have written form of content as well, yep. along mm -hmm. with the audio and the video that comes from this. If you are not already sending out a newsletter, well, guess what? Now you have a reason to send out a newsletter because you're creating organic content that people might actually want to read and or watch or listen to in this case. Yeah. And I have a reason to send out an email newsletter without spamming people and asking for them to buy something, which is, you know, a good chunk of newsletters that are out there um that's that's the route they go which is fine right you do you kind of have to mix but you do have to mix and match it so that you're not constantly selling people you want right. to provide something of value and then and not only that but now you know if you are doing advertising whether it's a facebook ad or a google ad or youtube ad guess what you could now you have creative content where if you find that golden nugget now you could do a facebook advertisement um if you recut it properly and now you don't have to go out and create all that creative content Otherwise, that you might need to do with a marketing agency or a creative agency that you're hiring. 
So now you have advertising content as well. So literally you hit every form of marketing that exists. Secondly, this allows you to be a thought leader and an expert. So if you want to go down the speaking route, if you want to be positioned as a thought leader or an expert, you need to create content consistently, frequently, and, uh, and also at the same time, be able to interview other guests. You need to showcase that, you know, you're an expert at what you do and podcasting in the format that it is, is essentially showing what you're able to achieve. And, you know, it kind of highlights your expertise. And it helps you build an audience right over time, even if you're just starting off. And in this case, even if this is the very first live that that you're coordinating, you have to start somewhere. So Mm -hmm. even for us, when we launched our podcast almost five years ago, we didn't have an audience. We built it up from ground up. And uh, and so, you know, along with every other influencer, right, that exists or celebrity, you have to get started and you have to be you know, consistent about it. Good information. Thank you. So now um, I think one of the keys to all of this is to have content that is, yes, you said original and I agree with that hundred percent, but content that also will be the word, like it's, it's interesting. Um, it's something that's engaging. How do we make sure that we're doing that? Well, you have to, A, you just have to start creating content, right? Um, and sometimes, especially if you're a bit newer, on this, you kind of have to figure out, and there's a few approaches that I would take. Mine's if I was just starting off, I would Google and find out what are people genuinely interested in that particular particular topic, right? So whether it's on impact, whether it's on investing, whether it's on finance or real estate or whatever topic it is that you're focused on, I would first figure out what are the most commonly asked questions that exist around that. Um, okay. In fact, there's one there's one great resource called Answer the Public. So if you just go to like answerthepublic.com, you mm-hmm. type in the topic that you're discussing. So let's say real estate, because it's I think a lot of people understand what real estate is. It's pretty self-explanatory. Once you type in real estate into Answer the Public, it gives you the top top few hundred most commonly asked questions or Googled questions. So if you look at that, like, it's like, what is real estate? Maybe that could be one of the questions. And so now that's the topic that you're discussing. So if you're answering that question, because that's what people want to learn about, that's what you can focus your podcast episode on. And now you create a whole discussion on what is real estate or how do you get into real estate investing? Maybe that's a commonly asked question. So now you can create an entire podcast episode answering that one question. And I'm sure that one question alone, there's probably there's so many different types of answers and there's so much research that you could put into it that you yep. could create an entire podcast episode or you could coordinate an entire interview, interviewing a real estate expert, asking them about their opinion on real estate investing. So good, good information. Okay. So now I'm going to just keep drilling you with questions today. Well, let me ask you, how long should a podcast be? I'm thinking 20 minutes ish. What do you think? Yeah, you know, from what we've seen, um, it kind of just comes down to your audience, what you're discussing and who your guests are. So there's some variables, but I would say, you know, what we typically inform our clients, it's to keep it, try to keep it between uh, 20 to 45 minutes. Okay. And then obviously this script then you said, take this script and put it into a blog post or an email or whatever, mm-hmm. and we could do that. Um, and so there are softwares out there that actually take what we're discussing and build it into a script for us. Um, now you still have to edit it. It's just the, yeah. you know, the live recording in, in written form, but it's great because you don't have to type it all out then. So that's great. All right. So now my next question is 
as we get the podcast going, what's the best way to increase your audience? How do you begin to get that following? Okay, so there's a few different ways we've identified on how you do this. Um, okay. you know, number one, it is how big is your existing audience on all of your other platforms? You know, are you okay. already active on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram? Um, do you have a consistent email newsletter readership, right? So that's number one. It's, it's how big is your existing audience? Secondly, if you have guests that you're bringing onto your show, strategically, how big is their audience and how likely are they to promote the show, right? So you could you could build out the logistics and you know inform the guests and request or you know ask them politely if they can promote the episode after it's aired and uh, and so that's the second way to do it is to build off the audience of your guests that you're bringing onto the show. Right. Third, and this is typically the most guaranteed way to do this is you know with most social platforms in general, um, whether it's Meta, or Facebook, or Instagram, right, or Google or YouTube or any of these platforms that exist. Typically, it's now become more so a pay-to-play platform. And so, in short, you could spend some advertising dollars to direct traffic to, you know, increase your audience views, listenership. So, it's ad buying, media buying, in short, is uh, the third way to do it. Fourth way to do it is, of course, PR to build off of it. Fifth way is, of course, organic social media marketing. So, finding communities that are relevant to what you're talking about. So, you know. Real estate, for example, there are many forums, communities on Reddit, on Yelp. There's a lot of Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. So it's taking that content and sharing it in a way that's authentic and genuine and adding to the conversation as opposed, as opposed to pushing it in, and shoving it in people's faces or right. spamming them, right? So those are all different ways to do it. And I can keep going down to the weeds, but yeah. the combination yeah. of all of that is necessary to build up an audience. And so then how frequently do you feel like it should be? Is this weekly or monthly or how often should somebody be doing this? I mean, you want to do it as frequently as possible, but, you know, under, understanding even our market where we're dealing with some of the busiest people in the world, right? Um, I, we always recommend weekly is ideal at the least. Um, if, if you can't do daily or if you can't do it more frequently than that, try to keep it weekly. So at least you're frequent. But even if that is a little bit, if that's difficult to do, at the minimum, I would we always recommend at least once every other week. So twice okay. a month, figure that's very realistic, right? I mean, if all you're doing is recording content like this, you know, one, two hours out of the month, that's more pragmatic, especially mm -hmm. if you're doing it on Zoom, right? So if you're at the comfort of your home or office yep. or wherever you might be recording, minimum, we would we always recommend at least once every other week. I've been thinking about actually hopping on maybe even daily for five minutes. If I have like a little snippet that I learn as I coach business owners, there's always something that I learn out of that, that I could pass on. Mm -hmm. Would that be a problem? Do you think, or would that be good? No, that's great. Look, the beauty of a podcast is I, I think, and I've, I just had so many discussions on this, right. Just from the, yeah. the hundreds, if not thousands of conversations that I've had with folks yeah. that I've had a chance to connect with. When you think of a podcast, it doesn't necessarily always have to be one format, right? I think when most people think of a podcast, some people view it as, oh, it's only a monologue format, kind of like a mm -hmm. TED Talk where I'm educating people. Others right. might view it as just a one-on-one -on -one interview. Others might uh, not realize that you could actually coordinate an entire talk show around this where you could actually have four people here, right? Because it allows mm -hmm. you to split the screens where you could have four yep. people talking all at once, kind of like they do on ESPN or on the yep. news, right? Where sometimes mm -hmm. you'll see that. 
and yeah. it's set up that way. So you can have multiple people on there, but you can mix and match all those different formats where maybe one time it could just be something educational you've learned, just like you mentioned, whether it's for five, 10 minutes, and that could be your podcast episode that you're just dropping a golden or a few golden nuggets that you might have learned from the day. Whereas the following day, you might bring on a guest, someone, maybe it be someone like me, so that you want to interview them. And this might be a longer format, but you can mix and match it on a podcast show. There's nothing that says you have to keep it consistent and it always has to stay like this. Okay, that's good. I, I guess I'm, I'm now wondering, as I'm prepping this out for the different people that I'm meeting with, and I've actually, I have a huge list of people that want to be on the show. So be prepared, everybody. And some interesting people too, authors, national people that are working on a big scale. So it's going to be exciting. But my question to you is, how do we know what questions to ask people when we do get on the show? Like right now, you and I are doing this live ad lib, you know, off the cuff. But I think it's probably best to have some questions that you ask. Um, how do we decide as podcasters how to do that? Yeah, so what we always do is provide all of our clients like in the pre in the production stage, right? Before anything is, goes live or the, we coordinate the live interview just like this, or even if it's a pre-recorded interview, right? Okay. Um, we always provide like your safe list of questions that you can ask that could, that's always your fallback in case you're stuck. And so these are maybe like five to 10 questions that you just always have prepared. And you can always ask these at any given moment. And so that you can always have an engaging conversation and ad lib it if you need to. So if the discussion is not going the way that you want it to, there's these few safety questions that you okay. always have in your back pocket to have in place. So that's number one. It's kind of like, you know, your emergency questions in case anything mm -hmm. happens. Now, when you're discussing the, or, you know, it's just researching the individual, right? So it's figuring out, maybe even asking the guests in advance, what questions do they want to be asked and what topic do they want to discuss that they feel comfortable? Let okay. them, maybe, maybe you can even have the guests infer and let you know what they're comfortable talking about and then build out questions accordingly based on what the guests are providing you in advance too. What haven't you asked in this case? It should, maybe why should you, or how do you get started? How do you get going on a podcast? Because okay. yeah. maybe, maybe that's, that's a question that I think has come up quite a bit. So mm -hmm. let me first paint the picture on the landscape of the entire podcast industry. And so like when we started, we were early on, I think there were maybe like half a million, 600,000 podcasts in existence. And then a few years later, so this is right before COVID in 2020, March, 2020, there were about a million podcasts in existence accordingly. And th this is based off of Apple and also Spotify, like how many podcasts mm -hmm. they had, they had created or that were launched on their platforms. Right now, so two years later to this date, there's well over 5 million podcasts that are in existence, give or take. Wow. Okay. Um, so the whole market went up 500% in a span of one, two years. Um, now, I think it has to do, there's a combination of COVID, um, a lot of people wanting to learn during that time period. So listening to more podcasts just because they're stuck at home, right? Um, right? And secondly, I think there's social platforms, whether it's Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse that have launched. And it showed how easy it is that basically a podcast is just you recording content on your phone and it going live. Now, what I think what a lot of folks don't realize um, up until they get started and they actually work on it um, is that anyone can go in and record content, right? But to create quality content, it requires production and it requires, you know, it does require staffing sometimes unless you're trying to build up your technical skill sets and you want to spend 10, 20 hours a week editing your content, publishing that content, you know, distributing, yep. it, distributing it across the social platforms and get properly. 
and optimizing it. And uh, so it is easy just to get it going. Um, but if you're looking for quality, right, whether it's a video editor, if you're doing video content like this, or if it's strictly audio, you know, you still need to enhance the audio sound. There's a lot of great tools out there that allow you to self-learn, um, or you can hire agencies like ours that, mm -hmm. that exist that provide all those services. Um, yeah. And part of what we do is also even provide like a white glove service where mm -hmm. we help all the pre-production, which is all the logistics on sending links in advance, uh, making sure that the guests are prepared, that we, you know, help out and figure out what questions they want to be asked, what topics they're comfortable discussing. Um, and then even preparing the interviewer along with the interviewee with all the questions and the logistics that they need prior to the interview. And then even after the interview is completed, right? So once the interview goes live on all the social platforms and all the podcasting platforms, providing all those links. So it could be small little tidbits like that. Um, okay. But then even, you know, again, the whole omni-channel marketing. So it's taking this video podcast, for example, and pushing it live across every platform that exists. Like I mentioned earlier, whether it's the email newsletter or the blog posts uh, on the website or the social posts, the podcast channels, advertisements, other forms of content and re that can be repurposed around this. That's really the main key is that, you know, for 20, 30 minutes of your time or even an hour of your time, however long that episode is, you can repurpose that content many times over. Like we've yeah. actually recorded a podcast episode that we cut and we've recycled and repurposed almost 50 times. Wow. You know, whether okay. it's adding cool captions across the top and, you know, we're just repurposing the content. The good news is that, especially when you're dealing with some of the busiest people in the world, like when I was running my social media agency, even about a decade ago, the biggest issue I had is, um, and this, this happened, especially in service providers and more technical um, <clears throat> industries, whether it's like legal, for example. Mm -hmm. I remember my first lawyer that I worked with, I was not an expert in their industry and I didn't feel comfortable you know, representing the client on social media, I needed them to create the content for me. And then I could repurpose that content, right? Had yeah. a podcast existed, I would have just had them interview someone or maybe create a monologue format in 20 minutes, just do like a full discussion based on a particular topic, which I could help them identify. And then I could effectively do my job as a marketer and repurpose that content. And now I've got 20 to 30, 40, 50 social media posts that I could create based on that on the knowledge that I've, that I've learned and am receiving from that lawyer in this case. And then mm -hmm. I can put it live across all the platforms because I'm not a lawyer and I can't misrepresent the client either. And, you know, the last thing I need is for any type of, you know, lawsuit to take place, of course. So right. giving specific examples that I'm hoping can make this more concrete, but there's a yeah. lot of benefits. There's a lot of things you can do in marketing and across the board um, when it comes to owning or even, you know, having a podcast in general. Um, now, as as you're sharing all this, I think one of the big things that I, I feel like there was something that differentiated you guys mm -hmm. uh, that uh, causes me to say yet when I say I'm not working with you yet. Uh, obviously, when we discussed it before, I have all the technology taken care of. Um, I have the team to do all the editing. So mm -hmm. um, that's all good to go. And that was part of the reason we decided, OK, right now is not the right time. But there was something that you guys did that I was like, man. That's really good. And I want you to share it with my audience just so they can say, oh, I hadn't thought about that aspect of podcasting. Do you remember what that was? And can you share it with them? I do. So we've got three secret sauces. Number one, we have a pre-built audience on Mission Matters. So we've built up our audience again over five, six years to really maximize this. To us. We're spending a lot of money on advertising to drive traffic to our platform. And you know, we're reaching millions of people a month through our platform. So with all of our clients, 
one of the benefits they get right off the bat is they get a pre-built audience that they can already leverage and take advantage of. That's number that's one. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Number two, yeah. So that's one. Number two, of course, we have the white glove service where we coordinate all of the logistics, including prepping all of the interviewees and the interviewers with the information that they need, along with providing them all the logistics, but providing them ongoing feedback on what they can do to improve the quality of the show. So that's hmm. the second thing. That's good. Third is we have a sponsorship sales team that represents all of our clients and actually reaches out to advertisers and sponsors on their behalf. Part of that mm. is helping them in create the advertising decks and creating, you know, all the advertising opportunities that can take place and then reaching out to potential advertisers and working with all of our clients to identify who are folks that they're already connected to, whether it's existing clients or partners or, or affiliates that maybe they could reach out to and we could even plug them in on the podcast. And there might be some, you know, hidden opportunities to monetize the podcast right, right off the get go. So if you combine those three things, along with the fact that we have an internal media buying team, we can basically guarantee views on a podcast. So if we have an advertiser, for example, um, we can reinvest or we can even spend some money on some media buying, whether it's Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Google or on through other different channels. And we can right. guarantee views so that we can make sure that we're hitting the objectives of whatever the deliverables are that the advertiser is expecting, we can help them with that. So those are all three things that we're able to do. There's a few other things, but I think those are three uh, top things that we've identified that not all advertising or not all podcast agencies are able to do is A, have a pre-built audience. Secondly, provide the, all the handholding. And then thirdly, it's have the sponsorship sales team to represent all of our clients, to bring them advertisers, to help them even monetize the podcast and build a business plan around it. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I've, I've been studying this just from a, a numbers standpoint. It seems to make sense for business leaders, people that want to be in front of other business owners to have this type of way of providing value to their customers. I don't think it's about selling. It's about providing value. Um, I know you and I are on the same page on that one. So, Shrug, thanks for being here. What an awesome time. I really appreciate it. Um, any closing words before we get out of here? Uh, feel free to reach out. You know, anyone that has any questions on podcasting, on marketing, branding, happy to help, or even just in general, you know, my email is chirag at missionmatters.com. And, you know, feel free to check out all of our content. You know, we have a ton of content. If you want to learn about a wide variety of topics, it's just missionmatters.com. Simple as okay. that. Okay. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out. And I challenge you as you think about, okay, well, how do I market to my customers? Uh, maybe a podcast might be a good fit. And like us, follow us. I cannot stress enough. I have so much good content, original content. You guys are going to be blown away that I've been storing up. I have this coaching nuggets folder of all the things that I've been learning in coaching. It's up over 25 pages now. So you guys get, get ready to just get hammered with really good information. I'm excited to teach you the things that I'm learning in coaching. Okay, everybody. Signing out for now. I'll see you next time. Uh, expect new content within a week. And I look forward to meeting with all of you very soon.